Welcome to Beauty Uncut, the podcast. I'm Shania. I'm Kayla. And I'm Ian. And we're here to bring a new perspective to beauty. Today's podcast is all about skin needling, the different devices on the market, and we'll be joined by Kelsey Spector from My Skin Dealer to talk all about it. I'm so excited. I am too. In before you even joined the podcast, <laughs> yeah. we'd been wanting to get this girl on the whole time. I remember yeah. you talking about it. Like I've just heard about my skin dealer from yeah. season one. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long time coming. Yeah. She uses Morpheusate, which we obviously love. She also uses skin pen, I believe. Mm-hmm. She uses a different, like a few different types of microneedling devices within her clinic, similar to us, to treat different things. Well, that'd be interesting to see how she has multiple similar devices and how she decides which one she uses for what conditions and what patients. She was actually the first one that I saw using Morpheusate for breast scarring. And that's kind of where I got our info. Like, I know we were kind of already doing yeah. it, but where I got our drive to really push Morpheusate for scarring because the results that she got was amazing. So I recently had a resurfacing RF treatment and I'm only like a week out now and I'm loving the way my skin is looking nice it's great the only like little bit of downtime was like a little bit of like almost superficial tiny little scabs yeah on my skin i would but say that's the difference between like that resurfacing treatment yeah. you had and morpheus is morpheus it goes a little bit deeper but you don't get as much surface that's it there's, there's more superficial vessels obviously with the, the resurfacing mm. so you're probably going to get a, a little bit more spot bleeding than yeah. you'd see with the morpheus and you've had Morpheus needling yeah. as well as resurfacing now. So it's interesting. Can you tell us what you thought the differences were? Yeah, well, first of all, I had no numbing with the recent treatment resurfacing one that I had. And I have had two Morpheus in the past, who, which I have numbed for. I feel like they feel very similar. But with the Morpheus, I feel like it's more intense, which is why they put the numbing on. But it's more like customized, I guess. I can say, I think in terms of results right now, I feel like my skin is looking very smooth and my scarring as well is looking very like level on my skin. With the Morpheus, I saw more like tightening in my skin, which was really nice, especially in my jawline. (laughs) So I guess it's it's that difference between a resurfacing treatment and like a tightening, skin tightening. They probably both have their place. Like one would work more superficially, one works deeper. And I find it interesting interesting that there was no numbing required for the resurfacing as opposed to the the Morpheus needling treatment because you would think that deeper down, you're not really hitting those superficial nerves. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like either or, like you could do numbing for the resurfacing one if you wanted to, but I guess we were just trying to see if we could do a shorter treatment, which we could. Yeah. Perfect. Well, should we get Kelsey on to join us? Let's do it. Welcome, Kelsey. Welcome. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for coming on. We're so excited. We were just saying before, we've been wanting to obviously get you on the podcast for a while, but it's so hard with the different time zones, but we're so excited to have you. Yes, you guys are in Australia, right? Yes, yeah. and you're in Florida? Yes, far away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think the weather's pretty similar, though, where you are to, to here, where yes. we live in Brisbane. We're definitely beach babes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got in the industry, and mm-hmm. just a little bit about your clinic as well? Yeah, of course. So I'm Kelsey. I'm 26 years old. I've been in the aesthetics industry for about five years now. 
I started when I was like around like 21-ish. So I went to esthetician school. I honestly was not really into skin. I was just lost and I didn't know what to do. So I was like, hell with it. I'll just join esthetician school. And I mm-hmm. I actually hated it. <laughs> I did not like it at all yeah. when I was in school. I wasn't a fan of touching people's face. But I... Like it took me some time to love it. When I graduated, I started working with a med spa straight out of school and I loved the marketing aspect of it. I loved the treatments and learning more things. And then slowly I grew to love doing treatments to other people because I get to see the transformation over time. So it took a while for me to actually love what I do. I did that for a while. I worked for different med spas. I loved branding and just putting med spas out there on the map. And then I about last year, I worked for a dermatologist, which was an awesome experience. And then I felt like I kept hitting the ceiling at each job I worked for. And I was like, all right, well, I guess it's my time. I tried to avoid it as much as possible, but it was time for me to open my own place. So now I have my skin dealer right by my house here and it's just me. I like to keep things small and intimate and I've been loving every second of it. I also do a lot of training as well. So I do private training with Morpheus and I love teaching other women and men and teach them what I know about the aesthetics industry. (laughs) Amazing. Well, congrats on your salon. And we were also just saying before, like, obviously we love Morpheus 8. You love Morpheus 8. And (laughs) I remember finding you because you did a breast scar. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know this, but Ian's actually a cosmetic surgeon. He does a lot of breast surgery. And I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, my God, we need to start implementing this more in our practice. And, yeah, you were our little inspiration. It's been fantastic (laughs) so far. Great results. Yeah, I I love getting creative with the Morpheus. You know, I – there's so much content of just like the Morpheus being done to the face. I was like, what can I do with this thing? You can do so much more with it. And I had my friend donate her boobs. <laughs> I was like, sit right here. I'm going to Morpheus you. And you're going to be on camera. And it just that, vid- that video really went viral. And um, yeah. a lot of people ended up, you know, doing the same thing. So I think it's great because we're just helping other women out there. <laughs> exactly. Well, do you want to tell us a little bit about microneedling? Yeah, of course. So I personally use SkinPen. I've been using SkinPen for a little bit now. I love SkinPen. I love to do microneedling for people with acne scars, more surface um, level scarring or texture issues. I use it a lot in combination as well with Morpheus, but I love it to almost like ice the cake of the Morpheus because Morpheus goes so deep and you need something to hit on the superficial layer. So I love to go in with skin pen and I always say shred it up <laughs> and shred mm-hmm. up the skin and stimulate new collagen and new skin mm-hmm. in that area. With mm-hmm. the the Morpheus and skin pen combination that you do, is that a, a routine thing that you would do for every patient or, or is it individual? Not necessarily. I do like to maintain Morpheus and jump into skin pen after their Morpheus sessions if they still need it for more superficial fine lines and wrinkles. But I find it works really great for acne scarring. I like to go in with Morpheus to help deep acne scars and break up that scar tissue and then top it off after with skin pen just for people with pretty intense acne scars. So what would you say the difference is between like microneedling and microneedling RF? Is it mainly the RF component or the deeper needles? Well, there's a few things that are different. So the difference between, let's say, Morpheus and just regular microneedling 
Morpheus or RF microneedling, Morpheus goes very deep. So I have the capability of going up to seven millimeters deep into the skin and it releases that RF, which is heat, which will help lift and tighten everything versus regular microneedling. It doesn't go as deep. It goes, it's more precise, I would say. I can get into those small, hard to reach areas such as the waterline, like small scars around the nose area as Morpheus and RF are kind of a bigger device, so I don't have the capability of going so close to those areas. But one does not, one's not better than the other. It's just how it's, you know, how the provider is using them. Do you have much experience with the resurfacing tip for the Morpheus? Have you used that Yes, much? I actually, I feel like the resurfacing doesn't get as much love as the regular yeah. Morpheus tip, but I really love using it as well for superficial, for those fine lines and wrinkles around the mouth area, eye area. I like to use like light skin type for sure, just because we are adding that heat to the surface. So I like to be a little bit more careful, but it really works beautifully for those lines, like the smoker lines and the eye area. And you use a lot of exosomes. We, mm -hmm. I don't think it's really hit the market mm -hmm. here in Australia yet, yeah. I, but I know obviously the UK and America, it seems to be huge. What are exosomes and why do you incorporate them in with your morphosate treatments? Yeah. So I used to use a lot of PRP. I would add PRP to every treatment, Morpheus, microneedling. I found that the PRP was not consistent. It always depends on obviously the health of the patient, the age, their lifestyle, if they went out drinking the night before. So all of that it has a big effect on how good, how, how the PRP is for the skin. So using exosomes, they're a little more precise as far as the growth factors in the vial. So, and there's more anti-inflammatory. So I'm finding that it cools down the skin and calms the skin way faster than the PRP did for me. Pretty incredible. The exosomes actually, I'll put them on their skin right after a treatment. And I love to like split the face in half so the, the patient actually sees for themselves what they do. And as soon as I put it on, give it honestly three minutes on the clock, this side will be completely back to normal. And the side that I didn't put it on will still be red and inflamed. So it's just going to cut back downtime, stimulate more collagen. It tells the receptors to heal. So I really have been loving the exosomes and they're an easy add on to the treatment, but you want to make sure you're using them very quickly right after the treat, just like mm. PRP, because those channels are open. So what exactly are the exosomes? So exosomes. What do they derive it, from? Yeah, so it depends. <laughs> so the ones I use are actually from abdominal fat. <laughs> so um, they come from that of a 20 year old um, patient. Of course, it goes through lots of tests um, before bringing it to the med spa. So, it, but there's tons of exosomes. They can come from plants, different areas of a donor. So it just really depends which ones you want to bring into your practice and which ones you believe in. I've been getting great results from the ones I have, so I'm pretty happy with them. But I'm always doing more research to find out what, what the latest, greatest technology is when it comes to exosomes. They're really interesting, actually. I was reading a study. They're using it almost as eye drops to repair the cornea of the eye. Oh, it just comes oh, wow. to show. Oh, yeah. It's so interesting. Very interesting. So cool. <laughs> Actually, I have, I have a question about your exosomes as well, because it sounds like, so they're coming from adipose tissue. Are they autologous or allogeneic? Are you using someone else's adipose? Like, can you, when you break it down into the exosomes, are you using it only on that patient or can it be used on anyone? It could be used on anyone. 
Okay, that's that's mm-hmm. interesting because in in Australia, the regulation around all of that, you know, stem cells, exosomes, mm-hmm. is so great that I think it's limiting to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it's not as popular here yet. I think we're getting there and I think there's a lot of talk about using them, of but course. we're not quite there with, with the regulation, unfortunately. Yeah, I think it's very, it's not regulated too much here. It's really, you know, I do get a little pushback, like, like not too much, more than less than I thought I would get from my patients. But everyone, you know, they're like, if it's good for my skin and I'm going to see a difference, they're there for it. But of course, mm-hmm. it's a personal preference when it comes to topics like that. So it's really up to the patient at the end of the day. But for my practice, they really work and I love them. So it took me a while because I get kind of creeped out <laughs> with things like that as well. But I make sure I have a good brand and do some research before yeah. just putting anything on someone's skin (laughs) that's it yeah and i absolutely believe in them what is the difference between using a like human exosome and like what you were saying like a plant exosome like do you generally get better results from humans personally i believe that the plant ones i don't i didn't i've used them before and i just wasn't a fan of them i didn't like the way they react to the skin one brand that i tried there was a lot of things you had to do prior like you had to like pre-treat your skin with all these different things before adding them on. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like that people are already prepping their skin for Morpheus and it's just too much going on if you have to prep your skin for some sort of exosomes, especially plant ones. So I find the ones that I use are easy application and pretty much instant results. Perfect. So what results can people typically see when they incorporate exosomes? So you said that you get a reduction in inflammation. Yeah. Is there any long-term benefits of using exosomes? So it's going to help stimulate collagen and heal the area faster, which leads to better results just in general. I really love, like I said, you get to see the results right up front in front of your eye. So I usually, I love doing it when I do Morpheus on the butt because I'll do one whole butt cheek with exosome yeah. and the other one doesn't have anything on it. And it's just incredible. So the redness, the swelling goes down pretty much instantly. And I find that a lot of patients don't end up getting that grainy texture to the the skin as much as if they didn't put it on so that's really the just downtime honestly is the best Mm -hmm. like visible thing that I would see and my clients that's the feedback I'm getting from them do you use PRP at all anymore or is it purely exercise I got rid of PRP (laughs) I believe in PRP (laughs) still I do like it but just for my practice yeah we do better with the exosomes and I find also I haven't done a lot but for the hair the exosomes work great to microneedle for hair growth as well same thing i was just to ask you about that yeah Yeah, because we actually spoke with a trichologist last week Mm -hmm. and she was saying exosomes being injected into the scalp or like microneedle into the scalp was really beneficial yes honestly i was looking in um, the before and afters and doing some research because i do want to push that eventually once i get it down but it's pretty incredible i know after COVID, a lot of people complain about hair loss. So exosomes are really down. <laughs> I know it's crazy. I have so many patients that complain about that. So I think exosomes are going to be a game changer in the industry. And, you know, when we get more information and more studies, you know, out on paper, it's just going to take over. So hopefully in Australia, you guys get some and get to try it <laughs> because I really hopefully. like them. <laughs> I mean, if you can shorten the downtime and get extraordinary results then why not have there been studies um ian this is probably a question for you about injecting exosomes into Mm. like joints for joint pain or anything like that 
Yep. So we're currently working on a few different trials, but have, I don't know, Kelsey, if you've heard much about injectable or had experience with injectable exosomes. Yeah. So I personally am not an injector, so I don't inject anything, but I did talk to a few injectors off label. They were injecting exosomes for the under eye area and they were loving it. Of course, this is all off label, but I heard good things. So I'm interested. <laughs> what were your, what were the studies saying when you were well, they're, they're all very positive. It's essentially a replacement for what people were using PRP for, you know, when it came to musculoskeletal issues as well as skin health. So mm-hmm. really we can, you know, once it becomes mainstream, we can say goodbye to PRP, I think. So exosomes of the new PRP is what is yes. the exosomes taking PRP out. <laughs> By PRP, which I'm happy about because <laughs> even though I'm in this industry, I am deadly terrified of needles. <laughs> So I, to be honest, I've done PRP one time to myself and it was a whole ordeal because I cannot, something about my blood coming out, I just freak out. It's been like phobia of mine. So me all day. But (laughs) also like if you don't have a good vein to get and you can't do PRP on that day, like Mm. at least you have exosomes. Yeah, you you have exosomes. That's it. It's an off-the-shelf product. Exactly. Or if you, you know, don't have a healthy lifestyle, your PRP isn't of great quality Mm. and the exosomes are, then why wouldn't you use exosomes if it's a better exactly a hundred percent and then that way you're guaranteeing those the same amount of exosomes in each vial for each one of the treatments so you're not going to be like there's only a certain amount of growth factors in prp versus we know how many growth factors or exosomes are inside of a vial so it's just more consistency and consistency equals better results with anything in life (laughs) yeah that's right Going into just like Morpheus in general, I don't know about you guys, but here in the States, a lot of people have this amazing machine, but a lot of people are not really, they're not diving into the full capability of it, of learning how to use the different energy levels, the different settings and whatnot. So I'm finding myself, that's why my trainings are taking off right now, because a lot of people don't know what they're doing. (laughs) So when you're going into Morpheus, you want to make sure you're going to a provider that not only just has the machine, but knows how to work it and knows when to crank Mm. it up, crank it down, especially those off-label areas such as the breast scars and whatnot. So I've been doing a lot of trainings and the things I've been hearing are wild as far as numbing cream and you know, we all know it's the talk that it is a painful procedure, but I believe with the proper numbing protocol, it shouldn't be a painful procedure. So I hope yeah. more practices, you know, study that and the patient knowledge is so important and you want to make sure you're asking questions about those things. <laughs> For sure. I agree with that. Like I'm sure you've all seen on TikTok people like say bad things about a device, example, mm-hmm. Morpheus say, and I'm like, you probably just went to maybe a, a practitioner who didn't maybe know what mm. they were doing because the mm. treatment, you're right, it isn't extremely uncomfortable or painful like mm. if you have the right numbing cream. And right. we're lucky here in our clinic is we have the Inmo Queensland trainer who works in the clinic. So all of our staff are, you know, well-trained. But if you go mm. to someone that's not well-trained, yeah. you could probably have a result that you might not be happy with. Mm. Yes, I've been seeing crazy burns and it's all about the person that's doing it. And I think that goes with any device out there. Like, 
people they're like oh what about like other device other rf uh micro needling devices and i'm not one to hate on other devices it's all about the person working it it's not even a, mm. i mean the machine has a lot to do with it as well but if you yeah. find a good practitioner that, that knows how to work whatever machine it is you're going to be in good hands but it's the patient's job and duty to do their research because I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I live in Boca and there's a Morpheus machine every block here. So it's really important yeah. the clients take the reins on that situation. I think that's a really important thing because like I, I think about it like a race car, you know, a race car in the hands of a race car driver is an amazing mm -hmm. machine, but a race car in the hands of anyone else, you know, <laughs> it can be it can be very dangerous. Stay out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> Very mm -hmm. true, very true. So I think it's, I try to push that a lot on my social media to make sure whether, you know, it's someone in Australia or here, just making sure that when you walk into a practice and you get a consultation, there's a couple things you want to look for. And a lot of price differences around here, like a Morpheus treatment could be like $200 around here. There's obviously something wrong with that because yeah. that's pretty much impossible from the back end. So mm. just being aware and doing your research on, you know, if they're the tips and who's doing it, their before and afters is very important for the consumer. For sure. Mm. I agree. Mm. Well, to wrap up today's podcast, we have a few questions that we want to ask you. Okay. What is Go the <laughs> best tip, the best skin tip that you can give someone? Of course. So my favorite skin tip would be once you finish your products definitely try a new line or a new product don't stick to the same thing forever because I believe our skin gets acclimated to our products and switching it up even though you might like purge a little bit or have some issues you want to push through it and try new skincare all the time for sure and who doesn't like to try new products I know right? I do <laughs> exactly <laughs> And the second question would be, what's your favorite skin treatment to do and to get done on yourself? Definitely Morpheus. <laughs> yeah. As you guys know, Thought so. I'm, a big, I'm a big Morpheus fan. Um, I've been doing Morpheus on myself, honestly, since I was, since I learned how to do it. Um, I really love the treatment just because it's a natural way of stimulating collagen. I found like, I'm very young and when you get caught up in the aesthetics world, you to like Botox and fillers and I pretty much dissolved everything now I'm starting back from square one because I want to like I, I want to stimulate natural collagen I don't want to keep pumping things into my face if I don't necessarily need it yet so um I've been loving the Morpheus I really see great results I can sculpt jaw lines with it I can stimulate collagen around the cheek area so definitely a Morpheus girl <laughs> I love that. <laughs> all right. Third question. What is your favorite skin product of all time? Hmm. Of course, sunscreen, but that's a given. I, just, <laughs> uh, I honestly, I feel like if there's one product everyone should use, I love a tinted sunscreen. I know that sounds so cliche, but a tinted sunscreen is so easy. I used to wear makeup and foundation. I don't wear any makeup. I just pop on a tinted SPF and I go. So if that like... It protects your skin and you have a little bit of coverage. So I think that's important. You have basically a two-in-one. So if there's one thing I can recommend. What's your favorite tinted SPF? 
I've been loving the Skin Better one right now. That's been my favorite. Okay, yeah. I like the way it smells. I don't know why. It's not like, it doesn't have like that sunscreen smell. So I'm a big yeah. fan mm. of that. But and honestly, I also like their peel pad. They're really nice. I don't know if you guys have tried those yet. Um, great uh, do we have Skin Better here? No, I don't think we do. Yeah. I think we can probably find it online. Yeah. But yeah. I have heard of it and it mm. looks like a great brand. Yeah, I try it out. It's really good. But you can ask me two weeks from now and my favorite product will change. So I <laughs> <laughs> I like being a candy store. I try to carry like everything. I love Yo, Baji, Skin Better. Um, I'm all over the place when it comes to skincare. So, but definitely I a tip to SPF awesome. everyone needs to have. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. We loved having you on. Thank you so much for having me, guys. It's been a long time coming. (laughs) I know, right? It has been. (laughs) Glad we made it work. Perfect. Yes. Thank you so much. We'll speak to you soon. All right. Bye, guys. See you later. Bye. Bye. What are your thoughts on exosomes? I love exosomes. There's a lot of research, as I said, going on with them at the moment in Australia, New Zealand and overseas as well. So a lot of the work that I'm doing with exosomes is based out of Hong Kong and China. Yeah. And I think they are the active ingredient in what was the, you know, in what PRP was. So, so what does it exactly do? So exosomes are the concentrated portions of what PRP is. So PRP contains no cells, right? It's an acellular product but it contains cytokines and growth factors. And within those are exosomes. And so Mm. it's a more concentrated version, essentially, of PRP. Yeah. So what you can see is like reduction in inflammation. What else? (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, it depends on what you're trying to achieve with it. If you're injecting it into a knee, you're going to get a reduction in inflammation. Same with PRP. If you're putting it on the skin, you're going to see the same sort of result reduces inflammation, but it also stimulates collagen at the same time, which is a little bit counterintuitive because inflammation also stimulates collagen. Mm. So you're getting that stimulation without the inflammation. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. That's so interesting. Yeah. Like I haven't really worked too much with exosomes, so I don't know too much, but mm. that was really interesting to, I guess, get to know the benefits and how you can incorporate it into microneedling treatments. it's huge in America yeah. and the UK, but just not here. Yeah. Yeah, well, one of the things that we're working on, uh, and this is as much as I can say about it, but it's a topical exosome mm. cream. No. So uh, I think... Get us some of that. That's going to be really good when that comes out. <laughs> and do you have an opinion on what the difference of plant cell, like plant exosomes are and human exosomes? Yeah, I think I haven't worked with plant exosomes a lot, but I think it comes down to bioavailability and uh, and biocompatibility. So mm. obviously with the human exosomes, you're going to get more benefit out of them because you can utilize more of them. Whereas I think with the plant exosomes, a lot of it goes to waste yeah. to, a, to a certain right. degree because it just doesn't integrate. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Makes sense. Well, thank you so much for listening to today's podcast on all things exosomes and skin needling. Make sure to follow us on our socials. All the information will be in the descriptions as well as Kelsey's. And make sure to leave us a five-star review and we will see you in our next podcast. Don't Bye. forget to check us out on YouTube, guys. Yeah. Sorry. We're going to have to get used to that. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.